Hello and welcome back. This is Colin Keeley here. And I'm Brent Sanders. We are two guys buying and building wonderful internet companies. Indeed. And today we wanted to talk about sourcing in general, like this idea of this kind of kicked off for me. I've had a bunch of really good introductions recently, just random, random people that have been connecting me by another person that was just, oh, you should talk to. And I, I would tell you, I dread those introductions because I'm like, my time is so, I treat it like it's too valuable probably, but that's a personal thing. Right. It's I've got so many hours a day. We have childcare. And it's now that with family, you really got to be strategic. I can't work long nights. I could, but like I'm trying not to. I'm trying to have a nice balance and I have a set amount of work time. And so to give up 30 minutes or an hour for somebody that you have no idea about has been always something. And I'm just like, ugh, I'd rather just work and get that satisfaction of getting my stuff done. But I've decided it's a pandemic or we're getting out of the pandemic at least. How else are you meeting people, talking to people? So I've been taking a lot more meetings with people and it's been awesome. And it's been a really good way to shift focus around sourcing deals and as well as sourcing talent, right? Because there really is no other better way than sort of personal referrals. So I don't know, Colin, do you take cold? Because there was this period of my time that if someone was like, hey, I'd love to, the brain pickers, I'd love to pick your brain on something, or I'd love to schedule some time. It's tell me what you want. Tell me, get to the specifics. Don't waste my time. It was kind of, I would always say, I don't want to waste your time, which really means I don't want to waste my time. <laughs> but so if you ever got that email from me, that's really what I meant. But I'm curious, you get, do you take all the meetings that you get or you feel like it's uh, a good use of time? So early in my career, I took almost everything and I still want to be helpful to like students that reach out to me for my alma mater, University of Chicago or McAllister. But then like my presence grew with tech in Chicago. And then I just had everyone in the big 10 that's moving to Chicago. That's like into tech would like Google it and find me. So I had way too many people reaching out. And so I, I like meeting with people. I think it's the fastest way to learn if it's like super relevant to what I'm doing or want to do. Uh, but I try to now throw up blockers. Like people have to, people will ask, hey, can I pick your brain? And I'll never say yes to that initially. I'll say something like, hey, I'm happy to answer any questions you have here. So it's like on Twitter or whatever. And then we could schedule a meeting if it makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I would say like 50 to 80% of people don't reply to that. And so that weeds out a lot of people pretty quickly. Some people reply and then I could reply via text and then I could repurpose that text to like a blog post or something in the future. If it's something that comes up a bunch and then beyond that, if it's like, oh, this person's legit, it makes sense to actually do a meeting, I'll do a meeting. So if you're reaching out to me on Twitter, you'll probably get some variation of that response. I don't mean it to be offensive or like my time's more valuable than yours, but I think it's time's the most valuable resource any of us have. And yeah. so I am pretty protective of it. Yeah, I'm super protective of it. And I think it's there. I've just had a lot of people in my spheres. There's been a profile of, I got a guy, I got a guy, I got a tech guy, I got a developer guy. And it's just, they connect you to everybody and everything. And there's generally like a, an education, you're going to provide somebody for 30 minutes of your time. And sure, maybe that'll come back and turn into a project or a reference or something. And you want to be helpful. But then there are also people like nothing drives me more crazy than getting on the phone with somebody who is like delusional or you can just tell is wasting your time like they want to do something but they haven't and it's you've got bigger problems and I, I can't help you but and I'm not the kind of person to get off those calls easily although I am straightforward with people when especially if they're asked generally the, the conversations I, I have an idea I want to build an app I want to build a business and they're just dipping a toe in something 
And I do enjoy some of those conversations. I really do enjoy, especially when people are like, hey, I, I've got something built and I have customers and I don't know how to, I'm not technical and I don't know how to scale it. Those are fun. But when people are like, I have zero traction, I've done nothing to do this with my time, but I'd like to waste 30 minutes of your time to think about it. And it's not a good interest. So it generally goes back to if you vouch for this person, I probably won't take the intros. But yeah, I had a three really recent introductions. And again, I was dreading them and they all turn into really good opportunities. One turned into an automation opportunity, another turned into potential uh, deal sourcing or even CEO sourcing of like, Hey, I know somebody who'd be great for you, you guys to talk to. So I think I'm going to start. And I think as part of this model is just start setting a quota and, and being that person who's actually doing the outreach. And I think we do a podcast, I do another podcast for the automation business formulated. And it's, those have been also really interesting excuses to talk to interesting people from all over the world. And so that's another thing that I think just using as an excuse to talk to, to people to let them know that I'm authentic, they're authentic, talk about interesting things, see if we can find ways to help. I, I would say I'm not comfortable being like, how can I be helpful? That's always such a weird, I want to be helpful. Don't get me wrong. I just it feels awkward. So what can I do to help you? And it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird, it, it, but it is, that's very much I've learned in doing sales. The agency for other businesses is like, that's the currency of sales folks is they just get into a, a room, understand each other's background, build a rapport, and then figure out, okay, how can we help one another to achieve our goals? And I appreciate that because it's actually fairly, not transactional, but it's, hey, we're trying to climb this ladder together. How can we push one another and help one another? So I, I guess it's being more transparent and in, in having some candor around, okay, we had this meeting. It was, sure, I'd like to, to meet people, but there is a goal that we're both trying to reach and we can likely support one another, which is, that's cool. I don't know. I just have this thing stuck up my ass about it being weird to say, to ask for help or to say I need something from somebody I haven't given anything to, right? To to start that sort of like balance of favors. Yeah. So this is a bigger question of like, how do you network authentically? And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I think the best way really is just do cool things. Like yeah. do stuff on Twitter, do stuff in content, so podcasting, writing blog posts. And that kind of just acts as like a, a magnet to attract interesting people to you. And so it's less like, uh, I don't know, outbound, like, help me. It's just like mutual connections reach out to you. And that's much easier for someone like me or sounds like someone like you as well. Yeah, I, I love that kind of stuff. That's what really attracted me to the internet. When I was in college, just like going on a message boards and it was more so around creative interests. It was like learning graphic design, learning how to code, learning 3D design. And, and there just weren't the resources that are out now. I, I went to school, this is like the early 2000s. And finding communities and support and, and pushing one another like that, I was very comfortable with and confident about. And going back to that, I think would be, I often want to go back to that realm of more creative interests of creating music, creating art, whatever it is, and sharing that out. But it's not as relevant to like what I do during the day. And it's a weird mix of putting out podcasts. This is technically a business podcast. It's a sense. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a business podcast. We I have another podcast. We talk about business. We talk about code. And I think eking into that world where kind of life, lifestyle, business, and art mix. And when I say art, I'm just saying like creativity, cool things. I mean, there's a ton of creativity in coding. There's art within it. Just, I don't know. I'm interested in the sharing of that kind of stuff, which feels a little higher level to me. It's like stuff everyone can connect with. 
Uh, yeah, it depends on you to find it. I think podcasting and like storytelling is art. Uh, Twitter yeah, to me, like, sure. is beauty and language and how you write stuff, especially in a confined format. So I like the wordplay of all of it, but. That is fun. I, I would say that you've kept me to the, the you took the Dave Perel course and. Uh, I never took it. Me... Oh, you never this took is... it. I thought you no. did. No, this is a natural, you know, God-given ability. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I. The more you read, the the more you tune into that stuff. But I have noticed there is a fair amount of wordsmithing on Twitter that I never really appreciated until recently, until I started creating my own Twitter threads, which maybe I'm due for another one this weekend. I don't know. It's been two weeks. It's been about a a week since I tweeted. So yeah. What I noticed actually on Twitter is I used to do, I would do one tweet a day, like 9 a.m. It would fire out from Buffer and you get a lot of engagements. You don't get a ton of followers generally from that, but Twitter threads, like you don't get as much engagement, but you get way more followers. Hmm. So I'm thinking of just doing one thread a week. I think that may be a better use of my time. Yeah. It's gotta be, it's gotta be a hot take. It just, I don't spend a lot of time on Twitter. I know we talk about this every podcast lately, but when I do, I've noticed, and and (laughs) I've even seen people make fun of it. It's like, they'll come up with some hot take and then the tweet right after that is, I just had to say that because the algorithm, this type of take, where I don't even remember what it was, is something about NFTs or something, who knows. But I, I just, I got to come up with some hot takes. I don't know. Maybe it'll be about the candle business and what's wrong with it or something along those lines. Speaking of hot takes though, this was a, a hot week on the internet around the base camp folks. I don't know if you want to talk about that at all. Uh, yeah. We, so I'd like to talk about sourcing, but let's do that maybe next week. I think it's probably worthy of its own episode, sourcing sure. in the micro P world. So yeah, let's talk about Basecamp and them banning political and society talk on work forums. So not outside of work. What was your take on that? Yeah, coming from two white dudes, which is, is relevant, <laughs> I think, to the, uh, I think it is relevant where it's coming from. It seems like that does matter. And so I, at first I would say, I was like, yeah, what's wrong with that? And then I am, I read as I said, I read Twitter a little bit, but then I went on this message board that is, again, it's more of a creative artsy fartsy message board. And some of the perspectives there, and again, it's a little more toned down. It's like a message board, people are more accountable for their speech. And there's actually some really good points in there that definitely shaped my view. And I think my conclusion is just, you can't bifurcate these things right now. And and I don't think you, you can have quote unquote, a mission driven company, but I think he mentioned, was this Freed who mentioned, we're not an impact business. It's like, wrong. Everybody's an impact business. You have people in your business, they are being affected by something or they're concerned about something. It's like, you can't say, talk about something else. So I think there's layers to it, but I think that was my takeaway is guess what? Everybody is an impact business and you have to represent the concerns and feelings of your employees. Otherwise you're, you're just, I don't know what you are if you don't, that's a, the question, but I do think it, it introduced an interesting discussion. Obviously it's great for their marketing. They're like, always controversial with everything. But I was curious, what was your take? Yeah, so I think the best take on this whole thing is Basecamp is drama as a service. So they (laughs) are just so good at turning every little like workplace quabble, uh, quibble, whatever. Squabble and quibble. Squabble, disagreement into a enormous news story. And they employ like as many people as like a Whole Foods or something. (laughs) It's so small in the world of the employees, but it is such an outsized impact on everything. Uh, I I don't know. I, I see both sides of it. I think it's so clear that politics is getting more and more explosive and people are aligning their identities far too closely with politics and every issue that comes up. 
So I try to remove myself as much as possible. Like I mute and block, I guess it's called muting any explosive topic or keyword that I really just don't want to deal with. So I think it messes with people's minds a lot. So I see their point of wanting to remove that from the workplace. And I don't think Slack or anything like email is a great way to debate, happen issues. Like I think Mm. everyone should do it in person if they're going to do it. And then you could see this is a whole person, not this, you know, they don't stand for this one issue. So I would love if you could remove it from the workplace. I don't know. I don't know if it's like actually doable or if it's realistic nowadays to be able to do that. Yeah. The perspective that I, I do respect is that because you're not affected by those issues. And I don't really know what the issues are. So that further the, furthers the point that the two white dudes don't really, or I at least, I'm not sure what the specific issue that was coming up. It sounds like there was this whole thing about funny names, which was just, that's just rude and disrespectful. But having this idea that the rebuttal to that of just like sticking your head in the sand is that, hey, these issues still exist. And that was my kind of takeaway. It's like, everyone's an impact company. You have people, they're affected by things in society. I couldn't agree more on the, electronic formats are not good for that. Like maybe it does warrant having those conversations in person, but it also begs the question. So we're here to make collaboration software, not make the world better. And it's okay. Then that's the kind of business you are, but you can't say you're not an impact business. I always think about the Basecamp people as being on the the right side of this because of what they've written, what they put out there. So it's really interesting that this is coming from them. But it, it is, I think this is, we're going to see this in a lot more workplaces. I think people are getting just, it's really hard to split what's going on in the world, which is full of chaos and what's going on at work, which is supposed to be clean and tidy and nice. Yeah. I think there's a question of like, how do you ever get work done if it continues down this path and gets worse and worse and people are basically just debating all this stuff during their work time. So I don't know. I know I, how I you just, do it. I know how you I, do it. It's Elon Musk does it. We, you have a mission that's that raises everybody. Like we're going to go to Mars. We're going to elevate the human. I think that's the real challenge for CEOs is to have a mission that's going to be inclusive of everything, right? We're going to create something wonderful and it's going to have these impacts. So it's, a, it's an interesting challenge. I don't know. Versus the Jack Welch's of the world where, Hey, we're just going to clean house every, <laughs> every year. So it's a mix. Yeah. So the actual backstory here is they had this funny names like Bart Simpson, Seymour Butts. That's what it sounds like, at least the list names along those lines. And people were calling out DH for it, David. And then David was getting flagged by HR and he's a co-founder and he's just like (laughs) classic David taking like the most explosive approach. Like I'm done with this. We're not talking about this anymore. It's banned. Yeah. Uh, Anyways, he's, I don't know. That's, that guy's got a hot microphone at all times and, and loves loves the drama. So there you go. He's probably the main driving factor is the drama as a service. <laughs> it's damn effective. I don't know. Uh, yeah. If you want to you know, pick a fight with someone with the podcast, I'll take it to Twitter and then Mark could take it to the press, get some uh, drama going on over here. Yeah. 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 I'll start tweeting some hot takes. No, <laughs> not going to happen. See, I understand. I try to look at both sides too much. I have too balanced of an opinion on anything. Yeah, uh, that's a healthier way to live. I, I think the concern <laughs> is a lot of people are very one-sided on all this stuff. Yeah, I think this has been a, a fragmented conversation, but worthwhile, I think we got to address this kind of stuff because we don't live in a bubble. Yeah, next week will be really good. So I'll talk about everything I've learned talking with you know private equity folks on sourcing, which I think is yeah. the most opaque part of the process. Yeah, absolutely. So that should be helpful for everyone. Cool, thanks for listening. All right, take care, everyone. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.